Hello, welcome to another broadcast of Sharing the Word of God through Valerie Laurie Ministries. I am so happy to have you here today to listen to the Word of God. Today we're going to be coming from Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 11 and Matthew 23 verses 1 through 3. And let's go back to Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. And it reads, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And turn over to Matthew 23, starting at verse 1, and it says, Then said Jesus to the multitude and to the disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit at Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do, but do ye not after their works, for they say and do not. And from these passages of scriptures, we want to talk about the subject of get your mind right. Get your mind right. Get your mind right. Amen. I was looking at the scriptures here and I see that in the 23rd chapter of Matthew, Jesus to me seems that he is a little bit upset with some things that are going on and that are going on with the scribes and the Pharisees. And so I wanted to know why was Jesus upset about some things? So in the environment and the culture that they were in, Jesus was... God in the flesh, and he was here on the earth to present the kingdom of God to the people, to present a better way for the people that they would have access to God, would no longer have to use the blood of rams, no longer have to use the blood and and go through priests for the remission of their sins, to use the blood to wash their sins away. He was coming to the earth to redeem man and to get man back into a right relationship with the father and so Jesus humbled himself being God incarnate he humbled himself as a man and he didn't take on a reputation that he was the son of God although God had declared it when he was baptized with John the Baptist that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased God had signified who he was but 
Jesus didn't go about um, bragging about who he was. Jesus went about declaring the kingdom of God. He wanted to teach people how they ought to think and how they ought to behave. The Bible declares that Jesus did everything that he was supposed to do, that he was obedient in every aspect of his life unto death. For he came to the earth to die on the cross for every man's sin. Hallelujah. He came to die for you. He came to die for me that we could just get to our Heavenly Father. We had direct access to our Heavenly Father. And so that was the mind of Christ. He was here to do the will of God. And so in him doing the will of God, he was here presenting the kingdom of God to man. He was showing them how God wanted them to act. He was showing them how God wanted them to think. He wanted them to do as he did. He said, I and my father are one. What I see my father do, I do. What I hear my father say, I say. And so he was in tune with God. And so now he was here in the earth and he wanted to present God's kingdom to us and show us how we were supposed to live by faith. Our minds can be all over the place sometimes. Our minds have so much to be concerned about in this day and time. There's COVID-19, there's the election, there's the economy, there are our families. You've got things that may be happening in your body. You've got things that may be happening in your home, on your job. And so the mind can be perplexed. The one thing that the enemy wants to do is the enemy wants to come in and unsettle your mind. But Jesus wants all of us to have the mind of Christ on the inside of us. And it doesn't matter to Jesus who we are because he came to die for every man. So we might see some people and esteem some people high because they are in certain uh, what do you call it certain levels or classified in certain categories as rich middle class and those who are poor but God does not look at us like that Jesus doesn't look at us like that Jesus will rebuke you in a minute if he needed to do so so because he was committed to God to do what he was supposed to do for God and so I wondered in this scripture when it comes to Matthew 23 to me it seems that Jesus is upset with Pharisees and he's upset with scribes and so he's making a declaration to the people that whenever the Pharisees and the scribes tell you to do something because they are well known in the law, then that you are supposed to do. But he made a point. He said, you observe and you do what they bid you to do, but you don't do after their works. For they say, but they do not. So Jesus was looking at the leadership here, but I don't want you to just think in terms of leadership. I want you to think in a term of a mindset because in the midst of my, before I just did in-depth study on this, 
I thought that this, he was getting on to them. Basically, he was getting on to leadership, but he's getting on to a mindset. Because the thing about it is, is that the scribes, the scribes were consisted of different uh, people in different occupations. The scribes could consist of carpenters. It could consist of rich people. It consisted of um, day laborers, carpenters. And these people would be the, the middle, they might be the middle class or the upper class as they were um, continuing in what they were doing. The scribes were well educated in scripture. Their training might go from age 14 to 40. People respected them. They knew how to interpret the scriptures. They knew how to uh, apply the scriptures. They were people, once they were educated, they worked in justice and in government and in education. So don't just think that scribes are... And and the Pharisees are just the rich because it's made up of a multitude of people. Jesus was talking when he talked to the Pharisees. He's talking to the political and the religious party. This The Pharisees were favored by the Greeks. But one thing that the Pharisees wanted to do, the Pharisees were committed to, to a rigorous observing of the law and a thing called the tradition of the elders where they would come in and just sort of like make the laws fit for whatever was happening in the society of that time. They had a zeal for God's law and enforcing God's law, but their heart wasn't tied up in God the way that it needed to be. The Pharisees thought they were righteous. Sometimes we think we're righteous. And they looked down, especially for some reason, on tax collectors and prostitutes. So I looked at this and I wondered, you ever looked at some things that, that kind of sounds like some of the things that the Lord was going to get onto them about or some of the things that are happening in our society right now? You look and you look at our government and you see what's happening and how they switch the laws up sometimes to fit the needs of the day. You got all kind of people that if these this was a political party, religious party, you got all kind of people that are within the democratic system, that are within the uh, Republican system. And you got all kind of mindsets on both sides. But what Jesus wants is for the mind to be anchored in God. He wants this, this word of God to be deep down on the inside of us that we will make right decisions based upon the word of God, that we will walk in our ethics of God, that we will have the characteristic of God. So he's here to present the kingdom, 
But God, Jesus is also going to set some things straight because Jesus doesn't care who you are. You can be the president of the United States. You could be a janitor in the sh- in, in a building, cleaning a building. So he doesn't care about your, your status because he's going to declare the truth of God to you no matter who you are. He's going to declare what thus saith the Lord. And if you're right, you're right. But if you're wrong, you're wrong. And he'll speak to that. Wouldn't it be a good thing if we, we did the same thing and we followed that model of Jesus? That if we're right, we'll, we'll applaud you. But if you're wrong, we don't care about your title. We don't care about what you do. We speak what thus saith the Lord. Wouldn't it be better if we did that, if we spared the truth to people instead of letting people go on and do what they wanted to do? And Jesus didn't do this. He didn't care who they were. So I wanted to find out why it is that Jesus was so upset. What I found out and what you will find out in life is that anytime you get ready to do something for God, we call them your haters. Your haters going to rise up against you. Your haters going to speak when they see you begin to move a little bit up. Your haters going to see you, going to think, who do you think you are when you come in here and you try to change some things and you try to change the status quo? Your haters going to see you beginning to rise and they're going to talk about you. But the one thing that you got to do is when people rise up against you, you keep your eye on God. You keep your eye on God's word and what God has told you to do. Hallelujah. You don't worry about how people talk about you. You don't worry about how people treat you because your thing is to stay focused on what God has told you to do. Hallelujah. We want to change our lives. We want our lives to go better. We want to be able to, 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 to know that we have pleased God in all things that we do. Yeah, people going to talk about you. Yeah, people going to low rate you, but you ain't got to worry about all of that. You got to walk the way that the Lord wants you to walk. Amen. God's got a blessing for you. And they say with your name on it, God's got something to give you. If you'll just follow him and you will be faithful to him. But when I went back and I wanted to find out what, why God was so upset, I found that scribes, We're getting together and Pharisees getting together. I found out that Sadducees were getting together and that Herodians were getting together from this 21st chapter all the way up to this 23rd just to stop Jesus at what he was doing. So I went and I looked and I saw some things that were happening in the Bible. And if you stop and you look, there's some things that's happening all around us where God is active and he is moving, but we don't see him moving because we're so focused in on the things that are happening wrong in the world. But what God wants us to see, God wants us to begin to see and to be able to see he is moving in your life and he is moving in your world. God wants us to hear that he is talking to you. God wants us to be able to hear his voice and direct your life that no matter what is happening, no matter who is
is coming and speaking against you, uh, that he is able, that he will keep you, that he will protect you. Oh, if you can just hear his voice and heed to what he has to say. Oh, but I see in the scriptures, I see that the band, the people band together to come up against Jesus because Jesus had come in and he was breaking up the status quo. He was changing some things and he was setting the captives free. He was getting to the point that the miracles were happening that Jesus was doing and people were coming to him. And so we see that I see that leading up to him beginning to speak up against the mindset that was in the scribes, the mindset that was in the Pharisees. And you will see a mindset also that'll be in the Sadducees and the Herodians that he is going to speak up against some things. Oh, but the people, the people, the people who had been cheated out of parts of the word of God by the Pharisees because they weren't fully explaining things sometimes. The scribes weren't fully explaining some things sometimes because they didn't feel like the people needed to know all things in the Bible. They were teaching them some things but thought that maybe God didn't want them to understand why some things were happening. Well, but Jesus came and the reason, and that was part of the reason why they say that he doesn't act like a scribe. He doesn't act like a Pharisee. He comes with authority. He comes with power. That's why they were wondering, how did this man, this Jew, how did Jesus learn all these things? Because he was the son of God. And so we find that Jesus leading up to him, beginning to declare that you do what the Pharisees say, but you don't act how they act because they say, but they don't do. He began to, we see him riding in on a donkey and the people began to cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. They were praising him. Hosanna, Hosanna, crying out to him. They say, Hosanna, the son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And the people began to wonder. They wanted to know, who is this man? And the multitude says, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Hosanna, they cried out. And the people were loving Jesus. And then we see in the scriptures, in this 21st chapter of Matthew, even Jesus going in and turning over tables in the temple. And he talking about my God's house shall be a house of prayer. We see where chief priests and scribes come and they want to know because they were displeased that people were crying out to Jesus calling about Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And then they wanted to know and they asked Jesus, don't you hear what they saying? And see, it wasn't so much what they were saying, but they were being affected because Jesus had come in the town and Jesus had come in to show a better way. And the people 
people were being drawn from them because they know that he had something on him that was deeper than what the priests, deeper than what the scribes had, that was deeper and had more authority on it and power than what the Pharisees had on it. And Jesus asked them, they wanted to know, don't you hear what they said? They crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And Jesus just answered them and said, haven't you heard? Haven't you read in the the Bible out of the mouths of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? It's praise that's not contaminated. It's praise that's not contaminated with your filth because children are innocent. It's lacking some of the defects, what we have on the inside of us, because we like to mix up things. We like to mix up part of the word with part of the scripture, part of living holy and part of living in sin. And then we like to say, praise you, Jesus. It's not contaminated. So it's out of the mouths of babes. There comes perfected praise. Hallelujah. And then we look and we see where Jesus is, is, is he, he, he curses a fig tree and he goes to a fig tree one morning when he's hungry. We're looking at the miracles that are happening. He's cursing a fig tree and he's teaching us how we ought to live, how we ought to emulate him. No, emulate those, the actions of Pharisees and scribes and those who walk uh, back and forth, who vacillate between opinions, who don't stay with the word of God, who have situational ethics, who have and make those scriptures fit the day and fit the needs of that time instead of keeping it pure and uncontaminated. So we see that he's hungry one morning. He curses a fig tree and he, he goes to eat off of the tree and he curses that fig tree and he says figs will never grow on thee again. And immediately the tree withered and it died. The apostles, the disciples who were with him looked at, at the immediacy of how a situation responded to the word of God. And then Jesus says to them, if you will have faith and not doubt, uh, I'm talking to people right now in this 20, 2020 year in a COVID-19 word, if you world, if you will have faith in God, if you will have faith, if you will stand on the word of God and not doubt, he says, you shall, shall, you shall say, just like I did unto the fig tree. Uh, what you saw it wither and die. But it says, if you say unto a mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, it shall be done. I know somebody's got something that they want to happen in their life. And you begin to decree and you begin to declare and you begin to speak on that thing that is going to be done. They wanted to know from Jesus because they getting upset because he making them look bad because he came here with authority and power. 
and before they had all the power and the authority and they wanted to know by whose authority are you doing these things who told you to do these things because I guess in other words they wanted to say we didn't tell you to do them and unless we tell you to do them you're not supposed to be doing them but God know that he had the authority in Jesus Christ Jesus knew he had the authority of God he recognized who he was and I'm saying to you when you began to move and you began to do things for God know who you are know who has called you know who told you to do this be committed to what God has told you to do don't worry about your haters you do what thus saith the Lord and so they wanted to know by whose authority who told you to do these things because in other words they saying because we showed and tell you to do them and so he said okay I'll answer your question if you answer my question I'll answer your question so he asked them a question and he said the baptism of John which was it was it from heaven or was it of men so they reasoned to themselves and they said if we say it's from heaven he'll say why didn't you believe but if we say it was of men, we scared of the people because they thought John was a prophet. So they what they said, we can't tell. So Jesus said, well, neither will I answer you your question. See, he didn't bow down to them because he didn't have to because he knew that he came from above. And they were understanding here on earth, but he knew that he was up understanding from above. Amen. So we need to know that who is on our side is God is on our side. If you were here, I wish that you could just say God is on my side sad. I know that God is the one who fights my battles. I know that God is the one who is going to set me free. I know that God is the one who will deliver me. Ah, Jesus, you'll find that when you're trying to do something for God, it's always things will come up, up against you. Even Satan will try to release the demonic forces of evil up against you. Sometimes we say, Lord, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Oh, but in the Bible, we see that these little groups band together and they wanted to come up against the kingdom of God. They wanted to stop Jesus at what he was doing. So when the Pharisees, we go over to chapter chapter 22 because I wanted to know what God was upset about when he said you do what they teach you to do but don't do as they do because he's pulling down a wrong mindset so the mindset of the Pharisees was still bad so the mindset of the Pharisees so they said uh let's go get the Herodians and then they want to catch Jesus in the way he's talking they wanted to see if they could just kind of like get him caught up in the way he's talking to get him in trouble so the Herodians the Herodians band in the Herodians don't necessarily like the Pharisees uh, because they stood with the Sadducees against the Pharisees uh, but and then they stand with the Sadducees uh, uh, sometimes and with the Pharisees sometimes so they vacillate back and forth back and forth back and forth you got to watch people who vacillate back and forth you got to watch the mindset when we vacillate back and forth 
an unstable mind. And that's speaking to all of us. The mindset of Jesus, let this mindset of Christ be in you. So they want to know, uh, who should you pay tribute to? So they ask him. And so Jesus he always knows what's up with people. You can't fool the Lord. And when you have a spirit of discernment on you, you can't be fooled either because the Holy Ghost will tell you things that you ought not to know. Uh, he'll whisper something in your ear. He'll tell you secrets and people will wonder, how do you know? You know, because you connect you got a telephone line up to God. You connected. You got a link to God. And then God will speak to you. So they asked. Uh, they wanted to know if you should pay tribute. They wanted to know if you should pay tribute. So he tells them. What thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? That's the question they asked Jesus. Oh, but the Holy Ghost, the perception in him, the Holy Ghost in us will speak when there is somebody who wants to, uh, has another mindset against God. So he asked him to give him a penny. And so he says, look at the penny. And on that penny, look at that penny. Whose picture is on it? And they said, it, uh, the image is of Caesar. So he says unto them, so render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God the things that are God's. So then they look at it again. So he, he stops the Herodians and the Pharisees. So then the Sadducees come to him. So what do Sadducees believe? Sadducees don't believe in resurrection. So have you heard the saying that the enemy of my enemy is my friend? So when the enemy of when Satan comes in, Satan will work his plan out any kind of way he wants to. But I want you to know that God's got a plan that's over the enemy. Amen. The Sadducees don't believe in resurrection. They don't believe in heaven. They don't believe in hell. They just believe in free will. And that whatever happens to you, whether good and bad, is all just free will. They don't believe in the tradition of the elders. But all of these groups are working together because they don't like what's going on. When the Holy Ghost begins to elevate you, when God begins to elevate you, and the Holy Ghost begins to tell you the things that God is saying, and you get connected to God where the mind of Christ is in you, and you are walking in the spirit then the things that will come up against you as they came up against Jesus so here it was that the uh, Sadducees now are coming and they don't believe in nothing that they talking about but they bring it to Jesus to try to capture Jesus and so they ask him a question talking about when a woman married a man and the husband died she married all the brothers more than one more than two more than three and then she died. They wanted to know who she's going to be the wife of in the resurrection. And Jesus said, you got that thing wrong. You err in your thinking for they are neither given in marriage in the resurrection. He says that they are as angels of God in heaven. And then he speaks to them because he's going to speak to they lie. He'll speak to them. He's going to speak to the lie because he says that God says, I am the God of of Abraham, the 
God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. God is not a God of the dead, but of the living. So he lets them know without a shadow of a doubt that Abraham is alive. He lets them know that Jacob is alive and that there is a resurrection and Isaac is alive. Hallelujah. And so, but when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. They just wanted to come up against Jesus. So now a lawyer comes out. Look at how they working this thing together. They working up against him. But God says that all things work together for good. If you feel like things are coming up against you, just know that God is working it out. Just keep your mind on him. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and for those who are called according to his purpose. Then here goes a question that he's asking. The lawyer comes up now and he asks him, what is greater? Which is the greatest commandment in the law? And then the Lord is speaking to them and he's saying, love the Lord with all thy heart, all thy soul and all thy mind. The first and this is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like unto it that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And on these two the hang all the commandments of the law and the prophets. So we've seen everything that's led up to it. So the last thing that Jesus is saying in this 23rd chapter, he is giving a rebuke. And we're talking about, we're not just talking about just people. It's people in this situation. But as I told you before, Sadducees are made up of different people. The upper echelon, the Pharisees made up of different people. Scribes made up of different people. And so it's a mindset what is the mindset that you have? And so I speak to your minds in 20, 2020. Are you defeated? Do you feel defeated? But you need to be saying greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Do you feel like you're not going to have your needs met? God says he'll supply your every need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. How do you feel? Let your mind go into the scriptures. It says no weapon formed against you will prosper. You might have a weapon that's formed, but it's not going to prosper. Brothers and sisters, God says it won't prosper. God says that you are the head and not the tail. God says that you are above and not beneath. So you decree and you declare and you speak over your life. Let the mindset that is in Christ Jesus, let it be in you. Let the mind of Christ be in you. You will be Uh, You are an overcomer. You will overcome. No weapon formed against you will prosper. The enemy belongs up under your feet. Let the mind of Christ be in you. Let this mind of Christ be in you. You are the victor. You are the winner. You are the royal priesthood of God. So God loves you, beloved. God loves you 
And so if I have said anything today, let the mind of Christ be in you. Oh, God, stir up the gift of God on the inside of your people, God. In the name of Jesus, God, let the people know that you love them, God. Uh, that you will never leave them, nor will you forsake them, God. Let them know, Lord God, where one or two are gathered together, Lord. Even if they can't go in the churches, there you are in the midst of them. Oh God, let the import, let your, your the spirit of God, Lord, uh, God stir up on the inside of them. Oh God, in the name of Jesus and God, we know God that you want us to observe this word of God. And so just speak over your life. It's going to be all right. Uh, you going to be able to make it because your mindset, we are renewed every day. Every day is a new day for us. Every day is a new day for us. And know that you are rooted and grounded in God. Know that the shadow of the almighty God is over you. Know that God is going to fight your enemies for you and you don't have to worry about haters. Just let the mind of God be in you. In the name of Jesus, let his mind be in you. Put his word in your heart. Put God first in your life. Let God arise and the enemy be scattered. Let the mind of God be in you. Amen, amen, amen. And if you focus on him, it's going to be all right. If you walk with him, it's going to be all right. If you go through a trial, he'll be with you. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. So this is our lesson or our preaching, whatever you want to call it. This is our podcast for today. Let the mind of Jesus be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. We look forward to seeing you again on Wednesday night and we hope that this word was a blessing to you we ask that you pray one for another that you pray for our nation that you pray for our people and we ask that you do the word of God we pray that the love of God you've you felt it throughout this message because I truly do love what I do I truly do love people. I love you. So until we meet again, you be blessed and walk in God's word. Bye-bye.